Have you seen the breaking news today? That they released like pretty much everybody. Dude, let's go through this list because Tony Khan licking his lips right now. No, he's uh, not. No, the he's possibility. not. Like, so probably like I think I shared the article in the group thing about three weeks ago. He took all the control away from the other like executive vice presidents, from, like Kenny and all them. Oh, I didn't this read is, that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. So I guess they function. It's the first hint of this like discontent I've heard in that camp. And it's basically how like they're not as close as they once were. He's pulled back on the purse strings. Like mm-hmm. um, so this idea that like everybody's just going to AEW. I don't know, but there are some names on this list. There's two in, in particular that I think will go for sure. The rest are kind of... I mean, I guess we could start with the, the, the big ones. But one one that really stood out to me, though, was BFAB of Hit Row. They just got called up a few weeks ago to, to SmackDown. Obviously, they had a lot of hype in uh, NXT. And and BFAB was um, like a big part of that group. Yeah. From from the limited amount I've seen, like admittedly since since uh, I guess this year, and since NXT 2.0, I've not seen a huge deal of it. But but that group had a lot of hype around it, and she she was a vital like fourth member of them. I guess they're going to go forward with with just the three guys, but um. But shit, that's gotta that's gotta sting, cause cause I read that like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, she signed a new contract with them. So that's a bit of a stinger for her, cause that would have been nice for her to like get on the main roster and get a lot of like get a lot of, a lot more recognition to her name, get a lot of stock. And now she's kind of um, she's kind of been released at a good pivotal point in her career, which is a bit fucking. Shady on WWE's part, but yeah, I mean, look, look. that's why I don't trust anything. I think like Vince has kind of turned NXT into I don't want to say a joke, but it's basically Northwest Ohio Valley Wrestling again. Yeah, <laughs> they've they've dialed back on it. It 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 for a time there when it was peaking, it was the best thing to watch, but it seems like now. They really want to just make sure that the focus is on "quote unquote" main roster, which is and... fair. I mean, I think uh, you know they they wanted to push it uh, as a third brand, and I think Vince realized like it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not its own brand. It, it's it's somewhere stuck between an indie and a feeder system. But the, yeah. the carrying cross, like like the Keith Lee thing, I'm not that surprised. Just because they never seem to use him correctly. Is it's been a weird it's been a weird ride for Keith Lee since he got called up. I know he got he had like illness um earlier in the year. He had um he didn't have COVID, did he? He had like a heart issue. Um, yeah, I think uh I think they missed their shot with him. Uh, was it Survivor Series where he got the crazy pop and Lesnar kind of put him over a little bit like they should have Le- rode that wave. 
Yeah, Le- Lesnar put him over. Yeah, Lesnar put him over at the Rumble. But, uh, yeah, a couple, a uh, couple of months before that. Yeah, there was that Survivor Series where NXT was involved, mm-hmm. and they just like killed everyone. Um, and Keith Lee was the. He almost put. He almost put brains down. Yeah, he was. He was the last survivor. So obviously, he was putting a, a big spotlight there. He was seen as, um. Yeah, like um. What was he seeing? He, he, yeah, he was seen as like the cream of the crop. Uh, he mm-hmm. got a big rub from Reigns there, and then uh, a couple months later, he he had a good uh, he got a good rub from Lesnar, and then kind of went back to NXT, won the won the top two championships there, and then Last from then what? three weeks. Like what? his run was short. Uh, so he became. He became NXT. No, he became the North American champion, and then I think he, yeah, he held that for a matter of weeks. Might have been a couple of months, and then he beat Adam Cole for the title, and he was like on fire. But then they kind of shifted, and like a yeah, a couple of weeks later, they came out with this bullshit promo saying he can't possibly run two divisions, so he's he's dropping a title, which was silly. Uh, and then, yeah, gets gets a main roster call up, has a couple of, uh, couple of great matches, gets some, gets a win against Randy Orton, and then, um, and then just kind of fizzled out. I thought I thought he was primed for another run, because uh, he took on the name uh, uh, Bearcat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, but then obviously he's on this he's he's on this release list. Which the touting as budget cuts. Um, yeah, again, I'm reading here that they were they got an email from John Laurinaitis. That's how they found out. Fucking crazy. I wonder, do they not get paid? Like, like a, like a, like a severance? Yeah, because I mean, like, if they can't just leave the company and go work for somebody else, like, kind of shitty if the company could just do them that way. I don't know. I'd have to see the. Um... Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to see the details of the shady contracts. I mean, the the independent contractors, so they they can release them at any time. Yeah. Um, but if they have a if they have a no compete clause, you would think they would give them a base salary for that. You would think. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they hopefully they do. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know how that works out legally. Yeah, some some of them have thirty days, some of them have ninety. Frankie Monet, known to most people as uh, Taya Valkyrie in Impact, who's John Morrison's wife, she got released. Uh, she's she's back in thirty days, uh, I believe. Uh, so Scarlett Bordeaux, Carrying uh, Cross's missus, tweeted out that she's officially free to work in thirty days. Yeah, you you would hope well, they would get paid in the meantime. What was the point of bringing Eva Marie back? Because now, I mean, they hype her. It's like, all right, hype for what? She ain't worth a shit. It was all part of that story with um, Piper Niven, Dowdrop, you know, that that shitty storyline they did, like pretty girl, fat girl dynamic, which they tried with Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax that one time. Who also people got released. Were, people were uh, pretty happy about that online. <laughs> yeah, 
She gets a she gets some unfair hate. I don't know. I know Nia Jax like is rough, but I like a rough girl on the roster. Uh, I think if you come in and you have that connection to a legend, like that bloodline, mm. like you almost got to be because like Charlotte Flair. I mean, you get on her a lot. You feel like they put her because she's a Flair. She gets all the title shots and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the same thing goes like when you're connected to Dwayne, like people have these unrealistic expectations, and then when you don't meet them, they're like, okay, you just got ahead because you're part of the family. Hi, my name is Wesley Parker. You might know me on Instagram as Wes Writes for Fun, which means you also know that I write books. Headphones and Heartaches tells the story of Percy Martin, a homeless teenager placed into the foster care system after his mother overdoses on heroin. Sounds interesting, right? Well, what if I told you that at one point in my life, I was Percy Martin? At the age of eight, I was summoned from my third grade classroom to the main office, where a social worker told me that I was being taken away from my mother and placed in the foster care. I never went back home. Now I'm not complaining because I had wonderful foster mothers who treated me like I was one of their own and helped me navigate this new normal that I was living in. But yet and still, I never quite felt like I fit in. That sense of normalcy that I craved evaded me for most of my life until I got married and had kids of my own and gave them the upbringing that I never had. As I wrote this book and researched the changes in foster care since I emancipated, I found myself frustrated knowing that kids are still dealing with this kind of new normal. I was also frustrated because I felt like I could be doing more. Sure, writing a book and detailing the experience of being in foster care would help them feel less alone, but I felt really disingenuous to write this book and slink back into my comfortable life while they still dealt with the horrors of being in foster care. It was an itch that I couldn't scratch, and I racked my brain trying to figure out ways to do more and make a difference. Which is why I am ecstatic to announce that half of every copy of Headphones and Heartache Sold will be going to the Camp To Belong River Valley organization. Camp To Belong River Valley is a 100% volunteer-based organization that hosts events for siblings separated in foster care. While we take for granted the ability to share meals with our siblings and even tell them goodnight, to these kids, that means everything. The organization is committed to helping kids foster healthy relationships with their siblings while creating positive childhood memories and preparing them for adulthood. You can learn more about the organization by checking out their website at ctbrivervalley.org. You can check out past events, maybe even donate. I hope that you'll join me in helping make an impact on children who need it the most.